This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Oh, that is me. What's up with the what's up? MMA Takes Podcast coming after you. I'm your host, Brian Petrie. If you're first time listening, what have you been doing with your life? This is the premier podcast. Um, Listen, you probably didn't, you weren't probably expecting to get a recap show from me. I don't do Bellator pickums often. I don't do PFL pickums. I did give out some bets. I want to recap. There was some fights this weekend. I do want to recap. Uh, a lot of people are, you know, uh, made some money, got some opinions on that stuff. But want to come on talk to you guys. We got to pick them this week. Ken near Gaslam. I'm balls deep into it. Just flopping into that fight card. I think I got some good picks. I think I'm happy with what I got going on for that card. Stay tuned for Wednesday or Thursday. Whenever it posts, it's going to be video format. We're trying new things here. Weekend off of really um, capping and watching UFC. It it was a nice change of pace. A little bit. I missed it for sure. Friday night, I kind of wish Bellator and PFL weren't going head-to-head because there was at least both decent main events or some good fights on. Uh, Bellator as well, or you know, there's good fights all around, but I just wish they they may separate a little bit, because literally they were going on at the same time, and that's tough, man. That's tough. I'm not. I mean, maybe I'm a two screen guy, maybe I'm not, but if you're not a two screen guy, that is a rough one. Someone dropped the ball in Bellator in or PFL's world, whatever they did, but maybe they didn't have a choice. You know, they didn't have a choice, but. We'll recap that. We'll go over the weekend. We'll just, you know, we'll kick it. I shot a video. So I the last podcast I did, I shot a video. It was a recap show a week ago. And I told you I was going to put something out or whatever. So I did a video of trivia. And I did trivia uh, on Sportacle. I did three sets of trivia, filmed it. Um, was gonna, You know, didn't really have to edit much of it because I did it, you know, via, via my program I got. Yada, yada, yada. But it got real choppy. I still might put it out. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, figure the, tw- uh, the, the tw- I almost said twinks. That's not a word. That's not a word you should be saying in 2021, Brian. Kinks. Trying to figure out the kinks. Uh, I'm not the best video editor. I'm trying, boys. I'm fucking trying. I'm trying to get that video editing on point because I'm trying to get the uh, the YouTubes going. The YouTubes with NASA is what my mom calls it. That's what I call it. Trying to get it going. I got a little... Something in the works, a little maybe giveaway to try to get me to 100 subscribers. I think I'm at like 64. I've been at 64 like a couple weeks. Come on. 36 more. Give some stuff away. We'll see. I don't know. We'll, we'll play it by ear. But um, wanted to do trivia with um, with fan, fan, uh, boop, 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 people that listen. MMA Lock of the Night. You know, everyone's just a little too busy. Didn't get to do it. Had some good questions. But, you know. When the channel grows, when the the podcast grows, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get into it. Maybe we'll get some people just fucking dying to come on. I could have done Kristen and Timbo again. I know those boys. You know they need a weekend off. They always do me the solid. They always uh, show up. You know, unpaid just to kick the bullshit with me. Give the boys a weekend off, huh? Give the boys a weekend off is what I say. And my weekend off consisted of me helping the in laws move. Very exciting time. In the world of the Petrie family. So some of you know, some of you might not know. I just banged the mic and it banged in my chin. Almost got knocked out. Luckily, I'm not James Vick. That would have KO'd me. <laughs> it fucking bounced off my chin. Anyway, um, 
The in-laws moved to Atlanta, I want to say like six years ago. It's been a while. They moved to Atlanta for job-related reasons, and they kind of want to get out of, you know, my wife's from Northern Kentucky. They kind of want to get out of the, that's some family stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on, but mainly they moved because of the job, um, you know, and it, it affected my, my wife severely because her and her mom are extremely close, and they're great people, and, uh, yeah, it sucks. So they, they've been gone for a little bit, and finally, you know, for the past I think year now they bought a house, it got built and this is the weekend they moved in. They closed on Friday. I got off work, loaded up the truck with, with the things I had at our house, went there, you know, did, did the moving thing. And, uh, it's great. It's I, I, I'm, uh, I don't like moving. I don't think anyone does, but when you have a truck, I think you kind of have to, when they ask you, you're like, Oh fuck, I guess I kind of have to. It's like, I, I believe it's in when you, when whatever contract you sign for, um, whatever contract you sign for, for the truck, you have that clause like, oh, you have to help family members move friends 50, 50, but family members, you have to help move. But in this case, obviously I didn't want to do it because no one wants to move. I did want to help because I am very excited that they're coming back and, and that they're going to be here and. Spend time. They're great, great parents for the girls. I mean, they're they're amazing for the girls. And my mom and her and my mom, my mom. Well, yeah, my mom loves them as well. My mom and my mother in law are um, are friendly and friends, and they'll get to know each other a little bit better now. And then my wife, obviously, just getting to have her mom back is the most important thing. So yeah, we did that Friday. Hot as shit. Melted. Got off work hot. Came home. Ate a little bit. Didn't even shower, just changed my clothes and said, let's let's just keep going. Because if I shut it down, if your boy shuts it down, lays on the couch and just fucking goes, you know, give me an hour. Give me an hour. Let me just, I ain't getting up. You ain't, you ain't getting me up again. Uh, so luckily I got up, you know, we did it right, went over there and, and got everything done. The girls obviously helped and lovely house, amazing house. Um, they're in Northern Kentucky. They're in, um, yeah, so it's uh, it, it's great that they could be back. So they're not going to be back full time yet. They still have jobs in Atlanta. They're going to split their time that, you know, my mother-in-law has a lot of uh, time off accumulated over the years at her, at her job. So she'll be splitting time. And then they're, they're looking a way to get back. Obviously my, my mother-in-law and my wife start their own business. They're getting that kinked out. They're getting that worked out. The blonde If you're interested, it's going to be like home interior stuff. And it's, it's very girly. If you are listening to this and you're a woman, go to the blonde If you're a man, tell your wife, or girlfriend to go to the blonde daisies, you know, they're going to be selling kids clothes. You know, they, they, they've ordered everything they got, you know, pot. I mean, just anything you think like pottery barn would sell or, or anthropology or any of those like very, you know, I don't want to say women cause that's, you know, maybe that might be sexist, but it's definitely women driven. Um, they both have very good taste and, and this is what they're going to do. And uh, I'm very supportive and I think it's going to work out cause they're both, my wife has exquisite taste, and then uh, my mother-in-law, does, she's coming along, according to my wife. She's coming along with taste, but she's a salesman through and through. I mean, she knows how to sell. So um, hopefully that works out. I think it will. They're both talented, and they're both uh, going to be incredible at it. So that is coming down the pipeline. Uh, obviously, the business is going to be starting sooner than later, but um, hopefully she'll be back by December or so. So uh, that'd be good. Back her Here, back full time. No more dirty south. No more Georgia, but during the move, so we, we just got stuff. My wife and I, 
we just got stuff from the grandma's house. She lives, you know, 20 minutes away. They were storing some stuff there. We went and got some stuff there that they couldn't fit in the storage unit. Storage unit was being used for movers. They hired movers, um, and they they did all the big stuff. They did, like, you know, they got a million things. And your boy is accustomed to um, saving lives, I guess. I'm a hero. I You know, heat exhaustion, heat stroke, um, dehydration. I got a really good keen eye for it. You know, that's just what, just as, you know, I don't know. Intuitiveness? Is that a word? Um, I don't want to be called a hero, but if you want to throw me the hero word around, that is completely fine. I'll accept it. I'll humbly accept. Uh, there was like three movers, one very young kid, uh, probably 1920. I don't really know. I'm 35, so they all look young to me now, boys. I don't, you know, I'm an old man. Um, and I walked past him. We were, we were carrying stuff in through the back and he was dolling a bunch of totes and I just looked at him, right? I hadn't, hadn't seen him. I didn't know how many movers there were. And I gave him a little head nod and he looked, he looked bad. He had like long, curly, like blondish hair. He was in rough shape. Boys, he was in rough shape. I looked at him. He looked pale. He was sweating and he was hot and he was slow and like his the movers would lap him you know they go to the truck they load up a dolly they bring stuff down and he'd get lapped by these guys he was he was struggle city and he came down to the concrete patio and just almost face playing it boy i caught him had my eyes on him you know what i mean fucking kept my eyes on him just because i knew something was gonna go down fucking boom caught him up you know little skinny guy and his eyes roll back in his head and Got him some help, got him some water. You know, it was, it was dehydration. Luckily, it wasn't heat exhaustion or heat stroke or anything like that. It was very hot. This kid, 19, 20 years old, he's probably up drinking the night before. Probably like me, doesn't, probably didn't eat anything. Was like, fuck it, I was going to do this job. I got one move today. How hard is it going to be? You know, I can power through it. I thought that way too. And this dude fucking just hit the dirt. Um, luckily, he didn't hit the dirt. I saved his life or at least his skull. He would have cracked his head open. First sure, felt face first. And this is... I was texting the boys this in the group chat because, again, you know, I need praise at all times because I just need it because of my ego. Um, I did this again at work one time. I was working up front at, uh, at my job, and this is when I wasn't a driver. I was just a unloading trucks. He's a grunt worker. And, I, you know, you switch with people, and I don't uh, switch. I, I really said switch weird there. Someone scans, the package is in, blah, blah, blah. And we switched and I, I was unloading and I looked at him and he looked real bad. And we, everything up there is just metal, metal. Everything's metal. Like you fucking bang your face. You fall metal grade floor, the big um, like conveyor belts, just steel. I mean, it's it's rough. You fall anything, you're fucked. And I looked at this guy and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at him and he's fucking worse off aware. Gets out of the truck, just got done, it's a million degrees. He starts drinking a Mountain Dew. I'm like, buddy, you got to get some water in you. Trust me, I love a good Mountain Dew. But when you're like this, we need to get some water in you. He's like, I don't have any water. I'm like, well, we should go get some water because, you know, they, they supply water for us. And also, I looked at him. He took a weird step, and then he starts going forward. I literally wasn't that close to him, and I, like, lunged and caught him before he smacked his face on the metal steel conveyor and then would have fell even harder onto the metal grade would have fucked up his whole face brain damage but i don't know it was worst case scenario what could have happened to this guy and i caught him and i put him down and again same thing eyes roll back in his head he's completely out 
People come over, you know, they pour water on, give them some water, bring them out in the tower, try to cool them off. He ended up going home that day. Came in the next day. He was fine. Just had some cramps, was dehydrated. Fucking had a whole cooler for water. He knew what the fuck he did wrong. So I just, you know, if there was a, just, it's just, I'm saving lives, guys. That, that happened about six, seven years ago. So it's been about six, seven year thing, but you know, it is what it is, guys. It is what it is. I care about people. That's what it is. I'm a good guy. Okay. So I'm trying to tell you this story because obviously I don't have much to talk about with the PFL Bellator. I just kind of rambling. We'll get to the fights. We'll preview this card coming up. Uh, obviously full pickums this weekend or this week, but, um, I wanted to kind of share this in a podcast because I need a little good juju. Okay. I'm on a little bit of heater slime ball one, two weeks ago or a week ago, whatever you want to say, uh, took the weekend off betting, but, um, yeah, we, uh, I need some juju. I need some of that good stuff. Okay. So maybe the guy that saves people from banging their faces and hurting themselves, maybe that guy deserves a win. What do you say? You know what I mean? Let's, uh, Let's get that guy a win. Last thing before we recap. This is uh, this is kind of weird. So I got a text today. 320 number. Looked it up. It's Minnesota. Central Minnesota. And it was like, hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. She thought my name was Parker. Hey, blah, I'm whatever. Um, you know, I'm at my aunt's house, blah, blah, blah. You know, maybe we should get together. And I'm like, okay, well, this is a wrong message. So I, I kindly text her back and was like, hey, sorry, this is not Parker. Maybe check the area code. You're in Minnesota. I'm in Cincinnati, blah, blah, blah. She responds back, LOL, you're so funny. Oh, my God, did he give me a wrong number? Oh, well, now you know my name and what I look like. What do you look like? What's your name? I'm like, all right, okay, this is, what, what's going on here? Uh, who's who, who who's pulling a fast one on me? And then she sends a, or she, I say she, but who knows who the fuck it is. They sent a picture of a picture of this like skinny blonde person. And I'm just like, I delete it. I go, okay, this is, I'm telling my wife, my wife's up next to me. I, I, t- I was like, this is, I'm just, I'm not even going to bother with this. I'm not Parker. I'm not who she's looking for. See ya. So then she texts back after seeing the picture when I say nothing. And she's like, you're interesting. We should get together. I'm at my aunt's house for a couple of weeks. What do you, what are your hobbies? What are you into? What do you like to do to blow off steam? And I'm like, uh, Hey, uh, you know, I, I'm not gonna, you know, I said, I'm a happily married man with two beautiful children. You know, I'm not Parker. Hope you find him. See ya. And then she responds again with like, she doubled down, like rolling on the floor laughing. You're so interesting. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I'm like, so I blocked the number. I was like, I can't fucking, I, I can't, I, I, I'm just not going to get like, first off, my wife is the sexiest, most beautiful, funniest, talented woman in the world. So even though I say a lot of things on this podcast about female fighters, I also say a lot of things about male fighters too. Like in the group text with the boys, we were talking about how I heard that, or I just always seem like Gegar Musasi has a fucking absolute loaf in his pants. And Christian said on a podcast, someone confirmed it. So I always just looked at him like, dude, this dude's got a fucking loaf, I bet. And Christian's like, no, on a podcast, someone confirmed it. So there you go. So if someone accuses me of objectifying women, I also objectify men, Okay. Right, I know a good-looking piece of meat when I see it. Um, but with all that being said on the podcast, my wife is incredible, and you know, so if some stranger messaged me, uh, it's not going to happen, obviously. But also, if it's someone trying to scam me, or trick me, or what, whoever it was, whatever it was, you gotta do better, right? I'm not 
an idiot. Like, what are you doing? Right? Like, I am so shocked when all these, like, it it happens every once in a while. They'll be like, <clears throat> this girl will face, you know, uh, Facebook friend you, right? And you're like, I don't have any mutual friends with this girl. And it's just a picture, a random picture of some hot girl. And then, of course, the first top line is like, oh, singles in your area, me, blah, blah, blah. Like, you, I don't accept those friend requests. Like, no. Like, I just, like, who the fuck is this person? But what's funny is, is when you get one from clearly a Russian sex bot, and you're like, and it says two mutual friends. And you're like, who fell for this? Which one of my friends fell for this so I can take them out of my life? So I can defriend them from Facebook because you shouldn't be falling for this. You shouldn't be getting tricked. Like, do you really think this girl who's a fucking 10 supermodel looking quality on the picture they post only has five friends and you're one of them? Like, where the fuck is your head at? Right? Like, quick little story. My buddy Austin, listen, I'm telling this. He doesn't listen to podcasts that matter. Back when Facebook before it became like, I mean, it's always been a big company, but when it was like really the only social media company, social media out there, Twitter was still very infant. Instagram was maybe coming. This is a long, long time ago. This girl Facebook friended him and she had a bunch of friends. Right. Um, and, but it was very weird. I looked at her profile. It was it, things didn't add up. Right. And she was saying like, Hey, send me a dick pic to my buddy Austin. And I'm like, but do not send her a fucking dick pic, dude. Like, this is going to go on some 50-year-old man's house. He's going to have a whole wall full of just dicks that he got and just like jerk off to it. Like, you don't want your dick on that wall. Trust me, you don't. This girl's not real. Like, I'm pretty sure some of the pictures like weren't even of the same girl. It was, it was, it was very weird. I can't explain it was a long time ago, but I dove deep into this girl's profile because I didn't want my friend to get tricked. And we actually were sharing a room at this time because the other buddy hadn't moved out yet. We, we had to share a room for a month. So I'm like, buddy, do not send this girl a dick pic. Like, she's a bot. She's fake. Don't do it. And he's just like, man, I don't know, though. Like, she's got friends, like, you know, and, and you know, she seems cute. I'm like, dude, this isn't real. This is a friend, maybe someone from high school that we know just wants a picture of your dick to try to blackmail you. Do not send it to her. And he's like, okay. I felt like I finally got through to him for like two days passed, and he hadn't brought it up. I hadn't seen him on his phone with her because they would Facebook message or whatever. And I asked him, I said, Oh, so what happened to, uh, and she had a name, I forget what it was. What happened to so-and-so? And he goes, he's like, yeah, uh, yeah. I sent her a dick pic. I'm like, dude, what the, why? He's like, what do I care? I mean, it's just, it's good. You know, it's it, my face isn't in it. You know, some creep can have a picture of my dick. I don't care. I was like, what would she say? And she goes, she didn't say nothing, but she deleted her account. <laughs> this bitch said, hey, I need a dick pic from you. And was hounding him about it. And he finally gave in to give her one. And then she stopped and didn't say anything and deleted her account. And I said, well, that there you go. That's proof that your dick is very unimpressive. This girl was so disappointed that she was working you for weeks for a dick pic and she finally got it and said i've been working hard for this this fucking thing but just you, you can't trick me people so if i mean my first thought was like it was a buddy that had a weird number that was trying to play a prank on me or whatever uh my sisters are kind of fucking you know they, they're looney tunes i got a million stories about them maybe they sold my number to like a fucking what i mean i've had this fucking phone number since 
sophomore year of high school. I've had this forever. This might have been one of my first or second phone numbers. I really don't want to change it. I really don't want to change it. But if I'm getting fucking weird sex bot trying to fucking scam me Texas, I mean, listen, I don't know what I'm going to do. All right. PFL Bellator this weekend. Listen, I got to get this out of the way. Let me take a drink here. So listen, um, I don't want to come off as a hater. I don't want to come off as, you know, I don't, I, I'm going to come off at like, no matter what people are going to perceive this anyway. And this isn't a direct shot at anybody, but there were so many cappers this weekend. And again, these are people that are true blue cappers that sell their picks that aren't really in the content game. They don't host a podcast. They don't run a YouTube show. They just sell their picks, right? Either via DM or some kind of form or whatever. These touts were raving about their performances this weekend on Bellator. I hate to break it to all the cappers out there, right? Bellator is so easy to bet. And people are probably like, oh, you're just saying that you didn't bet. You're right, I didn't. But guess what? My boy Timbo was like, hey, who do you like this weekend? I need a parlay. I didn't even really look at the card. I knew who the main events were. I knew Magomed was fighting uh, Stouts or Stouts, Stouts, Stouts. I knew that fight was good. But so I look at the fucking card for two minutes. I gave him a three-fight parlay. I gave him Franklin. I gave him the Russian, Andre, whatever, who beat up uh, Hamasi. And I gave him by Gagar by finish. Right, it was like a plus two, 167 parlay that I looked at for five seconds, and Timbo cashed on it. Right, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I literally didn't have to look at it at all, and I just knew Bellator is so chalky because they have mismatches. They're not elite. The only good fight they had, they have one good fight a card. The Magomed versus Thoughts was a great card. And not to mention, everyone's, you know, oh, man, I was all over. I was all over Stotts. You know, I knew he was a crazy number like that. I think everyone did. There was a, there was a, 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 a Twitter account, I forget his name. He was like, yeah, everyone was on Stotts, but no one's showing receipts. No one bet him. Everyone goes, blah, blah, I didn't bet him. I told the group chat, hey, I like this kid. I think it's outrageous that he's this high. Sprinkle. Magomed Magomed Medoff is a fucking stud. His only loss is to Petrion. Stotts, not proven. His only loss is to Marab by knockout. Marab doesn't knock anybody out, but his wrestling, his athleticism, and his cardio is great. Magomed has shown to be a beast. Vegas got it wrong. Vegas priced that way wrong. Everyone knows it. Um, so I, you know, I don't have a problem necessarily. I don't have a problem with anybody, but I don't have a problem with people like celebrating wins. You know, and but like there was a lot of it this weekend about I went nine and all my Bellator bit. You know, you picked all fucking doll or, or all favorites, and then took Stotts, who was a huge underdog that they mispriced. I'm glad, and I hope everyone took Stotts and just murdered the books. That's what I want because they mispriced them, and that's on them, right? Magomed Magomedov is fantastic, but that was a misprice off the get go. If I lived in a legal uh, betting state and I don't do offshore betting, fuck my bookie, fuck Boveda. Don't try, you know, I ain't good. You, you, fuck them. They're, they're the absolute worst in my opinion. They, they, I still have money in Boveda that they haven't paid me. My bookie had a little bit of a, you know, I can't really talk about what happened with them, but let's just say something happened with them. They're a fucking bunch of scumbag criminals. So I'm done with them. I, I've never, I, ever since Indiana became legal, I stopped doing offshore. 
But, you know, when a busier weekend, I got to drive to the and I couldn't do it this weekend. But I gave out three picks in three seconds by looking at the card and got them right. Plus 167. So imagine if you really sat down and did, it's an easy thing to bet. PFL is a little different. I like PFL more than Bellator. I think they put on a better better performance. I think they put a better card. Ray Cooper is an underdog. was a steal of the weekend. I gave that pick out as well. I thought he he beat Roy just the way he did. Roy looked horrible. But uh, let's let's stick with Bellator right now. Then we'll go to the PFL. Bellator, they, they had a rough card. They had a rough card. A lot of, you know, 0-1, 1-0 guys fighting, you know, 4-2, 2-4. A lot of mismatches, a lot of weird stuff. But, you know, they're putting on cards. What are you going to do? Um, Davion Franklin versus Everett Cummings. Everett Cummings, this fucking guy. So, Davion Franklin, three. he was 3-0, 4-0 now. I knew this kid is maybe not special, but he was head and shoulders above Everett Cummings. And you're probably thinking, like, what commission would put 3-0 versus 15-0, right? And a heavyweight fight, you'd have to look at that and go, man, that, that, this is a little bit of an experience. Everett Cummings is by far the worst 15-0 fighter I've ever seen. Half his fight footage was on, can- like, flip phone, like, fucking cell phone footage. He fought bums, and I hate dragging him down because he's a professional fighter. But that 15-0 record is so bad. they got to be one of the worst 15-0 fighters in the history of MMA. And Davion Franklin dispatched him in 21 seconds in the round one. I mean, my only issue is I should have told Timbo and Christian to take Franklin by finish in the first round because I knew it was going to happen. Cummings was bad and bad, bad, bad. So Franklin got that one done. Refion Stotts versus Magomed Madov. Awesome fight. Everyone was going crazy over that, uh, was it the Manuel Sanchez fight a couple weeks ago? Everyone was like, this might be fight of the year. I think people are so surprised when Bellator has good fights because a lot of their stuff is top-heavy, and they have some really good prospects, and they do have some really good fighters, but they also have a lot of shit fighters. So people kind of overreact when Bellator has like a really good week. And they have some really good fights. Like the Manuel Sanchez fight that he fought, God, I forget who he fought. It was Mads Burrell. It was a fun fight. It was a good fight. But people were saying it's fight of the year, not even close. Might not even crack my top 10. I really have to sit down and really think about it, but probably not. It was, it was a fine fight. It was good. But you have these journalists who are just like, that was fight of the year. But nah, nah, it really wasn't. This fight, the, the Stotts versus Magomed fight was better. 100% better. Two high-level weights going at it. Stotts has looked good so far. He's fought some really weak competition early on in his career. Obviously, he lost to Marab, but has really made a name for some uh, for himself in Bellator. Just kind of wish he was a little bit more. Um, you know, he he's seventeen and one, but you know, there's there's some things that still need to be ironed out before I think he's elite. Obviously, after this win, he's not the champion. His teammate's a champion. He said proclaimed himself to be the best bantamweight in the world, which is false. Um, but Magomedov, it, it was a close fight, right? I had Stotts winning two rounds of one. Magomedov is. A solid dude. His only loss to the Petreon was the Petreon. Uh, Petreon got that win back. This kid's a beast. UFC missed it, not taking him. I don't know why they didn't pick him up. They had a story written in there for the Petreon stuff, but it is what it is. Stots look really good. Um, again, the Bellator stuff, which, what these fighters need to understand is it's fine to come out and say, I'm the best in the world when you feel that, right? Your teammate's the champion, though, right? Sergio Pettis is your teammate. They asked him if he wanted to fight Pettis. He kind of said, yeah, I would, but let's do a Bantamweight tournament instead. That's fine, right? You don't want to go right at your teammate. Obviously, you guys are training. You're the same weight, in the same gym. You're training together. There's no way around it. But 
I mean, you, you can't be calling out the UFC guys and acting like the, we're going to cross-promote. It doesn't make sense, boys. It makes you look dumb. I don't like when fighters do that. AJ McKee, who I love, who I think is a stud, who I think could probably be champion in the UFC. I think he's that good. When he came out and said, oh, I want Holloway, I want Volkanovski, and then they're like, okay, well, the only way that's going to happen is if you sign with the UFC. And now you're champion at Bellator. Don't know what the contract situation's like, but unless you turn a shit ton of money down at Bellator, because they're going to throw money at you to come fight these guys, then it ain't going to happen, right? It might be too late. You're young enough now to maybe fight for Bellator, make your M's, get that Millie's. You just won a million bucks to win in the tournament. Keep fighting, keep dominating, and then and then eventually be like, all right, I'm done. Like Michael Chandler, I, I felt like spent a little too much time in Bellator. I thought Eli Alvarez, who's kind of a renaissance man, fed, uh, spent a little, like maybe three more too many fights than he should have at Bellator before he came into the UFC. I thought he could have had a longer UFC career. He was champion. Things turned out for him. But, you know, I felt like he could have done maybe a little bit more. I think these fighters, they see the short-sightedness. They see Bellator offering up tons of money. But listen, Bellator put on one of their best cards of the year on the AJ McKee fight. And they still lost out in rankings and ratings, excuse me, to the UFC shit card. It's just, it is what it is. There needs to be competition. There needs to be people to pee promotions like Bellator. There needs to be promotions like PFL. There needs to be a competitor. I 100% agree. But when you're a young fighter like AJ McKee, who seems to be wanting to fight the best fighters in the world, you might need to take a little bit of a pay cut at time because you can still get a good deal with, with UFC. They'll still pay you a little bit. You might not get 250000 coming out of the gates, but you might get something. But the most important thing is if you win and you are who you say you are in the UFC, that holds way much more weight than it does in Bellator. It's just facts. Facts, right? So I really hate when Bellator fighters come out and they do this. Like, you're not going to make a change. It's the same old rhetoric. It's the same old thing. I have no problem with stats going. I'm the best 135 in the world. I would love to go to UFC and prove it. I don't know if he's allowed saying that because he's with fucking Bellator or whatever. But instead of going, let's cross promote, send those guys over here. Let's do that. You know, it's just, you're making yourself sound dumb. However, it was a fantastic performance. His wrestling looked on point. I thought he almost had a finish there with that rear naked choke. Magomed is a tough, durable dude. Um, and it was a fun fight. That fight to me was fight of the night. I loved it. And it was great. Andre Korchkov versus Sabah Hosami Homasa. I always pronounce this guy's name wrong. Sabah, this is like Bellator's like guy that just feed out there. He's a fun fighter. You know, he just got knocked out by Paul Daly. It was a fun fight. Andre Korskov's been like the Russian killer at 170 over there forever. Hasn't fought in a little bit. Came back, looked good. Hits, uh, hit Sabah with some uh, homasis, how you say his name. Damn it, Brian. Get it right. Um, you know, Andre looked good. He looked good. I thought he was going to finish. You know, he had, he hits uh, homasi with a couple knees, a couple big punches. Fucked his face up a little bit. Homasi has been knocked out before, but he's, he hung tough in there. You know, he hung tough, and Andre got a win, a much-needed Bellator win. He's going to be put right back in the rankings. You know, 170's kind of opened up right now in this way. I think Douglas Lima slipped off a little bit, so there's some room in there for uh, for guys like Andre to maybe finally get that title shot or, or get the title. I don't think he's ever won the title. He fought Ben Askin for it and got dominated, right? And then I don't know if he's ever got a shot. He might maybe he's got a shot. Lima, probably. I mean, Bellator didn't have huge deep of a roster. And the main event was Gegar versus John Salter. Uh, you know, no offense to John Salter. I just don't think he's an elite fighter. I think his stand-up is 
very average. I think he's in pretty good shape. I think his ground game is good. But against Gegard Mousasi, dude, you got to be world-class everywhere to beat this guy. He's so well-rounded. He's a stud. You know, is uh, an absolute fucking stud. Um, you know, and he's dominating him in Bellator. I mean, that's what he is. I mean, it's, it's weird. I mean, you look at who he's dominating in Bellator. I mean, some good fighters, not great fighters. He dominated Lima, he dominated Rory, both 170s. But obviously holding a 185-pound belt. I love to see him go up to 205, maybe take on the 205-pound strap too. But this is a guy who was pretty good in the UFC, but not great. And he's coming over here just, there's murdering dudes. I think that's a good testament of how good Gegar is. And nobody in the world, I saw that Phil the MMA dude, that fucking rat, that fucking idiot on Twitter do a poll who would win, Gegar and Izzy. I mean, listen, it would be a fun fight. Uh, if Gegar came back to the UFC, I would like to see it. But if you think Gegar's beating, beating fucking Adesanya, if you think he's beating Izzy, you're fucking crazy. You're nuts. I mean, it's. I mean, I don't even know if Gegar's beating Robert Whitaker. I don't know if he's beating Jared Cannonier. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm being straight up, being honest with you, 185, he's got some of these guys that could fuck Gegar up. They're not John Salter. Let's slow the fuck down. But Gegar by finish was was the absolute mortal lock play here. I thought he was going to wear down Salter, and he did. Uh, some people played it by finish, or excuse me, by submission. You know, I mean, Gegar could have maybe took a neck, but Gegar on top, his, his, his ground and pound's really, really good, and Salter just shot way too many times and wore himself out. And Gegard just got on top and just fucked him up. One of the sweatier fights I've ever seen. How hot was it in there? These boys were sweating. I was bump over to PFL. I love the PFL's broadcast. I love uh, I love what they're doing. I love the, you know, I'm a Kenny Florian guy. I think he's great. Randy Couture, I could do without. Sean McDonald is incredible considering he's only been doing it for a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, they had, they had some, a really nice little fight card. Again, some young fighters coming up on the thing. Marco, uh, Michael Lombardi is a, a guy to keep an eye out for. He, he won by incredible knockout. Good wrestler. Um, uh, Magomed versus Leonardo Silva. Silva, again, in a close fight, former UFC fighter guy. I mean, the guy just is a decision machine. Um, Magomed, I, you know, 11 and 0 again, another fucking undefeated Russian. They got to keep your eyes on. Brett Cooper looking against Tyler Hill. Tyler Hill had a nice little chin on him, but Cooper is, I mean, he's a journeyman. Nothing to get too excited about. OAM, Auburn Mercier got dropped by Daryl Horcher. Not a good look. Horcher, I think, is very average, but Mercier, of course, wins by decision. Gleason Tebow coming off the big controversial win over Rory McDonald. Submitted uh, Micah Terrell. Um, this dude is, I mean, <clears throat> Tebow is just looking extra thick at 170. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't wanna. Uh, what do I wanna say it? I'm not gonna say it, but let's just say this guy looks like he took a little bit extra this fight. You know, he looked good. He looked real good. Let me tell you something. Yes, suspect. I didn't say it. Ben Affleck said it. Okay. Then we got Lozik Razlova, whatever, against Alex Martinez. There's a rematch. I thought Lokic won the first one. He dominated this one. Good win. Gave that pick out too. I don't know if the boys took that. Rash Manflow versus Clay Collard. Robbery of the weekend. There's always one. This one was it. I thought Clay Collard won the first and second round. Easy. Cashers Clay. Confident. Walking forward. Landing good strikes. Um, nothing Manflow did was really effective in those first two rounds. I thought it was two rounds in the bag to Collard. Collard dropped the third round. It was competitive, but he dropped the third round on my scorecard. I thought it was 29-28 Collard easily, and, and the judges fucked him. They gave it to Manflow. I think everyone... Was kind of in agreement on Twitter that Collard uh, Collard won that fight. Maybe the people who who didn't or bet against against Collard, maybe they had a different opinion. But 
I think Collar won that fight pretty easily with 29-28. Um, it's a shame. Listen, he had a shot at $1 million. He was going, he was going to, the, this was going to the finals and they kind of fucked him over $1 million. That kind of sucks. Hopefully, you know, someone gets hurt and he gets to get put in there. I don't know. I don't want anyone to get hurt because I'm not a fucking psycho, but I think Collar uh, deserves to be in the finals anyway. So what are you going to do? Magomed, Magomed, Amimov, Magomed, Magomed, Kirimov. Versus Saladu Sai. Sai uh, this was a different fight. Who was supposed to fight Magomed? This is the Russian, as Chris and I, Chris, my boy Chris Curtis, uh, talk about. Who was he supposed to fight? Uh, 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 Seferino. Seferino. And Sai stepped up, was supposed to fight. Okay, yeah. So Sai is just a striker. Big striker, big Swedish striker. And Magomed just is a grappler and took him down, dominate. Won a decision. Couldn't get the finish. Magomed is a guy who... The PFL, I feel like they maybe need to get away from. Him. If I'm being honest, with you, like he's he's good at he you know he's should have won last year. He got hurt, right? Ray Cooper's a champion. He's already beat Ray Cooper. And they're now going to rematch. He's not exciting, right? He doesn't speak English. He's not this Khabib esque figure. He's not like Magomed Magomedov over in uh, Bellator, who's super skilled. Magomedov is. He's got some power. He's got some submissions, but he he just likes to wear on guys. I just, I think the PFL maybe needs to kind of separate him from this. Maybe if he wins the title and he gets a million bucks, they maybe kind of step away from him because he's just going to keep making finals and just keep winning a million bucks, and no one's going to care. Um, you know, he's he's a talented guy. I don't want guys to go out without a job and maybe go to Bellator. I think the UFC could maybe sign him. I don't know how elite he is at 170. I think he's very one-dimensional. I think he's very basic. How good is that basicness? I don't know. I would like to see him in the elite company. But I think the PFL, if they were smart, they maybe get away from him a little bit because I just don't know if he's like bringing the Russian eyes and he's bringing the you know, common eyes to you. I just don't know. Like Ray Cooper, who we're getting to next, has a huge following. People love Ray Cooper. Big knockout power. And as a champion, has a good story, has a huge following, and his whole his family shows up every fight, right? And he fought Roy McDonald, which we'll get to next. Roy, boy's broken. The boy's done. Um, he's one of those guys that's you know, he, he he's. It seems like every time I you know I follow Roy, he's just trying to find himself, right? He was this young kid from Vancouver, kind of from the country. Then he goes and moves. You know, he's this prodigy at 19, 20 years old. He's one of the first guys that trained strictly MMA, right? He didn't come from wrestling karate. It was MMA. Moves to Montreal, becomes this, like, well-dressed, like, Euro-trash, like, stockbroker-looking guy when he was hanging out with Mike Ricci. Became, like, a city guy, hung out in Montreal, and then had a really good run. That's the run he beat BJ Penn. That's the run he fought for the title. And then, you know, and then he got married and became very religious and then moved back to Vancouver. Now he's in Florida. You know, you know, this is a guy who's been doing it for a long time. I don't know if he's burned out. I don't know if this, this PFL really quick turnaround schedules is getting to him. I don't know if the Gleason T-Bow robbery is getting to him, but he just looked uninspired, unmotivated, didn't want to be there against Ray Cooper. Ray Cooper's a good fighter, but he shouldn't have dominated Roy McDonald like that. I thought Ray would, was a great uh, play at plus money. But Rory looked scared on the feet. Every time Ray touched him, it seemed like he hurt Rory. Rory shot in for a single, got stuffed, and then Ray would take him down. And he had nothing off his back. He tried to do a high guard, but didn't really do anything. Got stood up a few times. Just really uninspiring, right? And Ray Cooper's going to fight Magomed again for the title. And if PFL doesn't do something different, they don't maybe start bringing in some different talent. 
you're going to get Ray Cooper versus Magomed like five times. You know what I mean? That's just not good for business. You got to you, you got to do something. And Ray Cooper's a star. You got to cut you got to cut Magomed loose in my opinion. That's just that's just what I feel. That's what I feel like. You know, Roy McDonald, you know, he, I don't know if he's got it. He's a name, but he's never he's a name, but he's not like a drawling name in my opinion. People tune in. Maybe he's huge in Canada. I don't know. Um I think he's a talented fighter. I just think he looks broken. I think he needs some time off. I think he needs to maybe People were calling for retirement when he's like 32 years old. I don't know about that, but I just think maybe he needs some time off to really decide what he wants to fucking do here because he just looked uninspired and it was, it was a terrible performance and it was, it was hard for me to watch because I don't remember my Roy McDonald's like that, man. That's not how I remember Roy McDonald. All right. So let's preview fight night and we'll get out of here. Uh, pick them will be Wednesday, or Thursday. I do not know this week when I'm recording, but it will be on uh, YouTube. I'm going podcast on YouTube and it will be obviously on the podcast channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe here, rate and review all that shit. Is that all the promotion? Yeah, that's all the promotion. All right. So let's just, I'm not going to break down the fights. Let's just quickly go down. I did tweet out Clay Guida versus Marco Matson. I thought that line was crazy. Marco Matson was, I'm going to add the O every time, by the way, it's not, his name's Mark Madsen. His middle initials. O. I call him Marco. I mean, that's what I'm going to do every single time. Um, I think this kid's a stud. I think he is. I think he's next level tough. He broke his jaws last time out. He's 10 and 0. He's a little green. I get a little scared when I really back guys that are green, but his wrestling is absolute world class. I think he's getting better. I think he, his toughness is on a level. He's fighting Clay Guida, who's at the end of his career. He's on a nice little streak here, I guess, at the end of his career. Um, he did say that he wants to fight up and coming guys. They keep giving him old guys. The last time he beat up Michael Johnson, he's like, give me some of these young guys. You're getting one. You're getting a, a, a young fighter. And ten- well, how old is Mark Madsen? Because his face kind of scares me in this picture. How old is he? So he's 36. So he's not young. Okay. So definitely not young, but you know, young in MMA wise, I guess a 10 and 0. But I just think Madsen, again, um, this is going to be his little push to any kind of stardom at 155. You get through clay, you get uninjured, you keep going. Maybe there's some potential there because your wrestling's that good. Your striking's okay, but you're really, really tough. Uh, and he's at 160, which I love. I, I usually rarely jump on a line and give that out the, as quickly as I did, but I've already seen enough of clay. He's not getting any better. I think Mark is, I mean, so I told you I wasn't going to give any picks, Spoiler alert, I'm giving you Mark Madsen right there. Uh, the, the guy's a stud. And at 160 is is crazy. You got to hammer that. Jared Kennedy versus Kevin Gaslam. Love the main event. Kind of wish it was Costa. Gaslam steps up against Kennedy. Last time we saw Kennedy was against Whitaker. He got fucked up, but showed a ton of heart. Broke his arm. Got his face smashed in. Uh, impressive performance. You know, Kennedy is kind of the dark horse of the division. Kevin Gaslam has been to the top. Has fallen down. Is now trying to work his way up again. Uh, looked pretty good his last time out, even though he lost. What was that? So he, he beat Ian Hines, and who did he win? Who did he go against? Rob Whitaker. That's right. So he fought Robert Whitaker and Robert Whitaker. Basically the same thing he did to Cannoneer, just maybe a little less violent. Um, but Kelvin's just trying to work his way up and and trying to change some things up here. It's a good fight. Good replacement fight. Again, preferred Costa. Costa versus Cannoneer was the original fight, but Costa's off getting drunk or banging chicks or dudes, whatever he's into. Chase Sherman was Parker Porter. Weird that that heavyweight fight is so high in the card and Pantoja Reval's not. Pantoja Reval, Brandon Reval should be the co-main event. I think everyone agrees with that. This fight, you know, don't it could be a prelim, two middling heavyweights. 
yeah, I mean, they're probably going to go out there and bang it out, but, you know, it might be fun. You might see someone sleep, but it's not going to be high level. It's just going to be a fun fight. Fun fights deserve to be on the prelims. Vince from Hell, Pachel versus Austin Hubbard. Two guys who are eerily similar. They're grinders. They're tough. They're not super high world class, in my opinion, but their their toughness is on another level. I can't get a Hubbard fight right. Vince Michel wins more than he loses. He's 13 and 2, which is a weird record. Feels like this guy's been around forever. Takes time off. He doesn't have an E on his name. I don't know how it's Vince and not Vink. But what are you gonna do? Right? Uh interesting fight. I don't know how I'm gonna cap that. That's a hard one. Pantoja versus Raval, who we just talked about. Awesome fight. Two high-level 125ers going on it. Raval had that shoulder surgery, and every time he's been in the UFC so far, I think it's been twice, he's looked fucking great. Pantoja, I mean, one of the best 125ers in the world. Constantly, constant. Constantly, constant. Constantly, constant. Fuck yeah, let's stick with that. Man Martinez versus Trevin Jones. Trevin Jones took his final short notice. That's going to be a fun fight. Both guys like to throw hands. Trevin Jones has that death touch. Man Martinez is, is a scrapper himself. It's only lost by submission to Draco Rodriguez on the contender series. He had another loss too. I don't remember what it was, but not in the UFC or you know, early in his career could have happened, but that's a fun fight. Uh I'm drag I'm glad Trevin Jones, who got a couple fights canceled, stayed in shape and he and he's ready to fucking work. William Knight versus Fabio Charant. Uh don't care about that fight if I'm being honest with you. Louis Sadana versus Austin Lingo. Apparently Lingo's got a lot of money coming out of him. Louis Sadana. A guy I really like from the Contender Series. Um, his debut did not go all that well. He showed some holes in his wrestling defense. Austin Lingo can wrestle. Uh, I don't know any lines right now besides the Matson line. Um, so what are you going to do? Brian Kellen versus Domingo Pilarte. This fight, you know, Kellenher's a guy who I've underrated and then I maybe have given too much credit to at times. Pilarte is a guy who I think has a pretty good resume outside the UFC and just really hasn't done much in the UFC. This fight's going to be interesting. I think he got robbed the last time he fought, but interesting fight. Rami, uh, Ramiz Bramajaj versus Sasha Pol- Polatnikov. Fun fight. That's all I got to really say about that. Interesting, similar records, similar styles. Yeah, I mean, Polatnikov 101, you know. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Bay Malecki versus, uh, was it Josine Nunez? B Malecki is 2-0. That's only a record 2-0. This girl is, is a Reddit favorite. People love Sharon B. Malecki stuff on Reddit. She is, uh, okay, so she debuted uh, in the Ultimate Fighter, lost to Leah Larson by decision, rear naked choke, and then she beat Veronica Merceda uh, back in March of 2020. So she's fighting Nunez here. B. Malecki is, is a favorite on Reddit. People think she is very hot. Um, we'll see. Uh, Roosevelt Roberts was Anastio Bohomundes. I love this fight. Bohomundes was my mortal lock last time he fought. I got it wrong. Uh, he got hit a lot. He got dropped a lot. It was it was kind of embarrassing. Roosevelt Roberts has looked really dominant in the past. He's also been caught in the past. Hasn't looked good. Has looked good. Looked inconsistent. You know, he's... Uh, so we'll see here. This is a fun fight at 155 to kick off. Not to kick it off, but to be a second fight in the first fight. Oh, actually, the first fight, Adul Hassan versus Antonio Braga. No, I think that fight got moved. I think it got moved till next week. Not the 28th, not the 21st. I could be wrong about that. But I think it got moved. Fun fight. I'm, I'm looking to break this down. There's some real big, you know, I, whenever you look at the card, you look at it, kind of make some early leans of, of what you know about the fighters before you really dive in. I've dove into a lot of these fights, but there's still some fights where I'm on the fence. Like Vince Pichel, Austin Hubbard. Like who, like I'm leaning Vince, you know, but like Hubbard, like they're the fucking same fighter. Like what, what are we going to do about that? And Chase Sherman was Parker Porter. 
It's like, what fucking giant, big-headed fucking guy's going to fall first? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Manny Martinez, Trevin Jones, that fight just got announced earlier last week, and I, I'm diving in now, learning a little bit more about Manny. That's a fun fight. Is Trevin Jones a flash in the pan? Is he just gotten lucky his last two times out because he's been losing those fights, and he's got that touch? Manna, is he a better striker? I don't know. There's a lot of fights. And William Knight, Fabio Strong, I haven't even touched yet because I think that fight kind of stinks. Knight got exposed his last time out. Fabio Strong got tapped out by Menafield, the water buffalo, and then Bahama, uh, Ignacio Bahamandez versus Roosevelt Roberts. I was really high in Bahamandez from the contender series. I like this kid. And then he let me down in his debut. And then now you got Roosevelt Roberts, who I was high on too, but he's kind of let us down. There's a lot of fun fights. I'm going to go, though, because I could sit here and talk about all these fun fights, and I'll give all my picks away. And you guys got to tune in. MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe. Let's get to 100 subscribers. I am doing a giveaway. There's going to be a video posted maybe this week, next week. I don't know. A fun giveaway um, to get me to 100 subscribers. If you're into podcasting, if you're into streaming, if you're into, if you want to start a podcast, if you want to start streaming and you don't really have money for your equipment or, or things are expensive, yeah, yeah, this is, you're going to want to subscribe to my channel because I am giving away something that would help you with that, a very um, quality product. I'm not just put it that way. I'm not going to spoil it. Stay for the video. Also, Emory Takes Podcast on Apple iTunes. Go subscribe to the podcast. You're listening right now. Hit the subscribe button. Also, rate and review. Write a little comment. I'm at 31. Been stuck at 31 for a while. Write a little comment. Let's get us up to 35. 35 reviews. I don't think it's going to be crazy. I hate. I don't ask for much, guys. Okay? Let's go. Woo! Hey, fellas, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. Do you see that shit? Yeah. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.